0: Welcome back to the podcast. I have with me an author, an artist, a really gifted mother, Alessandra Olano. And she has one of my favorite books of the last year. It's called, I Used to Have a Plan, But Life Had Other Ideas. It's gorgeous. It's minimal. It's profound. It's potent. It's all the things you want in a book that you keep near your bed, your desk, your kitchen, anywhere in your house. Um, This was inspired by a personal experience that left you a divorced single mother. Welcome to the club. It's a good club. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Thank you for having me. No problem. Um, How long ago was this that your divorce happened? Oh,
1: um, we split up when my daughter was one and a half and she's now six and a half. So it's been, it's wow. been four years um, great, great. And, and we're well into, we're, we're well into co-parenting and, um, he's actually, her dad is a very dear, close friend of mine.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Yes yeah. that's, that's how I've worked it out too. And I think that's probably the best gift you can give the kid.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Good. So this book totally touched my heart. I've already gifted like four of them. Oh,
1: thank you so much. Apologies for the weather. It's, it's, um, I'm not sure if you're hearing the thunder.
0: It's awesome, actually. It's like <laughs> one of those, you know, when you're in yoga class and it starts to rain exactly when you're ready for Shavasana. Yes. So, our listener, you are now experiencing me in Santa Fe in my recording studio closet, fully soundproofed. And Alessandra is in Brooklyn in the middle of a cats and dogs rainstorm, thunder and all. Yeah. So you get us both. The book is magical. On the front of on the front cover, there's this perfect drawing of a girl with her face down, her hair covering the sides of her face, just boom, hit the bed, hit the floor, whatever it is. I know. I, I sort of want to ask you to describe the moment, but I remember my own and it was very painful for me. What moved you to take this moment of total phase plant and create art? Oh, gosh,
1: I think art sort of saved me. Um, I, I started drawing my feelings. That's how I sort of refer to these types of drawings uh, when my daughter, her name's Coco and, and her dad and I split up because it was uh, sort of an emotional purge for me. It, um, it was just all bundled up inside and that's the way that I expressed myself. And it was incredibly cathartic as you can imagine. Um, yeah, I, I, it's it helped me get through uh, what at the time seemed like rock bottom. Mm. And uh, I find creative outlets can do that. All sorts of things can do that. But for me, uh, drawing is certainly one of those.
0: Mm. And your introduction, uh, well, first of all, your introduction is really sweet. But on the facing page, you have as though this tag were sewn to the page. So it's photographed on the page. Yes. And it says, my listener, you're going to love this. It says 100% vulnerable. Be gentle with me. And it's like a clothing tag. So there are stitches on either side. And then underneath it has the washing symbols like don't dry clean, don't uh, iron uncool, like hand wash only. It's really funny. I appreciate your sense of humor so much. In your intro, you say uh, one, two, three, fifth paragraph. I used to have a plan. Now I don't. Not really anyway. My life may be messier than it used to be but I have never been clearer and happier about who I am. This book is a tribute to letting go of my need for predictability and embracing life with its twists and turns to everyone who feels they've been turned upside down and are trying to find the right way up again. I hope a page or two from my book offers you comfort. Please remember, this being human business is hard work. I love this. I love th- I love everything about this piece of work so much. Oh, thank um, you so much! Just stunning. And I want to go through a couple of aspects of the book, as I do with most of my guests on this podcast. I like to read you your own book because I think you need that.
1: It feels great. I got a I got a little misty there.
0: <laughs> I I did too, actually. <laughs> the next page, just after your handwritten introduction, which is so beautiful and charming, and I love your handwriting. Part one, I didn't see that coming. So our listener, (laughs) if you didn't see it coming, you might love this book and you might actually know you definitely will want to buy at least at least two, if not three or four or five copies, because you're going to want to give them away. I mean, and just pay the shipping only one time. Don't make the mistake that I made and order a thousand of them one at a time. I loved the first page. Hello world. I'll be right back. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's an image of what I think is you sort of leaning into a wall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hair over your face. I get that feeling so viscerally and I'm sure my listener will too. The page after that, just to give my listener an idea, it says this was not how it was supposed to go. And on the facing page is a gravestone that says my ego with a little rose on top of it. So that died and everything changed. The next page, it says I had a plan. It was all how it was supposed to be. And on the facing page, there's like this tangle of yarn, really elegant drawing. And then it wasn't. At the point where you realize that everything was changing. and I'm trying to sort of tease out what is helpful for the person who's listening to us right now at the point where you realize everything was changing. How do you feel if you could like rate your behavior at that point versus how it was, I don't know, a month or two or three later, what was the, what was the sort of overarching moment of pride when you shifted from, I'm completely fucked. If you'll pardon my French Mm -hmm. to, I'm going to get good with change and I'm going to get good with it now. Do you feel like there was a certain moment or do you feel like it happened in, incrementally?
1: I uh, really had to let go. I mean, there, it, it happened uh, in stages, but once I kind of, I think for me, part of my issue was I, I wasn't ready to accept the picture that I had painted for myself to be broken Um, And I was really holding on to what I thought was supposed to happen for me. And uh, something happened, and I didn't see it coming. And the shock of not seeing it and not anticipating it made me feel really disarmed. Because I felt like I didn't notice um, that there were real problems in my marriage. I, I really was shocked when uh, my husband said that he was unhappy. And the, I think what was hardest about that was that I felt like, wow, if I didn't know that he was unhappy, what else am I glossing over in my life? Oh, yes. Right. So it was, um, it was, I was in a state of shock. I was really Kind of humbled in many ways, Uh, but also I I didn't know what to do with myself, and I was a little embarrassed, and I was a little um, unhinged, and I was scared. You know, I, 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 looking back, I laugh because you know we make plans, and and uh, they don't always go the way we want them to. But out of that, good things can come. But at the time, I just felt like a failure. Yeah. What I I didn't realize. Yes. What I didn't realize was that (laughs) that was actually a gift that that breaking was a gift, not because, you know, we're divorced and we're separate, uh, but it was a gift that um, I let go of holding on to how things should be and expectations.
0: Isn't that I guess that's the whole lesson of life in general. The moment we get good at that. Everything kind of feels like it's flowing very smoothly.
1: Definitely, and and you know, you know what I uh, that failing, I, I don't now. I, I hate to say it's a failure, but if we can go back to how my headspace then me failing in a marriage, and then getting through it and actually being okay and actually being better than okay, mm-hmm. it helped me then take chances that I hesitated to take uh, later on, for example, uh, making a book, for example, putting my artwork out there, all different kinds of choices that I've made that I would hold myself back from because I would be afraid of failing. Um, Now I had uh, seen that I'm actually really good at failing.
0: The better you are at that, the, the more successful you'll be in general.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I really said to my, now I say to myself, okay, you know what? I'm going to take the risk. And if it doesn't work, okay. You know, it'll work out how it's supposed to work out.
0: Yeah. The risk that you took to make this book, I just want to point out to my listener in case it hasn't come through yet. I'm going to make sure it does is one of the most potent walks through the experience of true human emotional pain I've ever seen. From the uh, another page shortly after the last one that we left, I, you write, "I'm just gonna lie down for a little while," and there's a picture of you lying down. The next page, oh god, it almost reminds me of Sarah Mita. Do you remember her, the yeah. Japanese artist? Sure. And is a picture of you in various stages of disarray. From kneeling, holding your head, lying down, fetal position, hands over your face, guzzling a bottle of wine, pillow in your face, pillow in your face, screaming at the bed, and then finally sort of restful. It is so visceral, as I said, and, and you. the next page, it literally says, you can't skip this part. And all we want to do is skip that part. Yeah. Yeah. The following page, you write sometimes things have to fall apart, so they can fall together, and the illustration though is the most it brings tears to my eyes. Is a dandelion in the puffy, fluffy stage, with all the seeds kind of flying off of it. Sometimes things have to fall apart, and then on the next page you have a whole field of little beautiful dandelions, so they can fall together. It's profound. And if you're going if you're listening to us right now and you're going through something, honestly, one walk through this book and you will feel held and seen and heard. You even wrote a note to, to pain, which I really appreciated. And it, it reads like this Thank you for stopping me dead in my tracks and showing me what is really important. It's been educational, but you can go now. <laughs> oh my god, it's just so good. I can't handle it. A broken heart is an open heart. The pa- These are the pages that I've dog-eared. What I think, which is a giant jumble of scribbles. And then on the facing page, what I say, which is one tiny little squiggle at the bottom. <laughs> Thank you for articulating that business. The homage to patience is the best part, I think. Of this whole book. The the way that you gave yourself time. Today I will live in the moment. And that moment is in bed. You are allowed to take your time. The next page. Is you standing inside an hourglass. Sort of using one hand. To stanch the flow of the sand. From top to bottom. And you happen to be wearing a really cute one piece bathing suit. And you're drawing. <laughs> I, I just I just can't even tell you how much this is meaningful and has had meaning for me during this pandemic. One more page and then I wanna ask you a question. It's a pink page, pink background. And the 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 letters are written in watercolor paint, really neatly, of course, but they're faded parts and that's significant because of what it says. Don't make permanent decisions based on temporary feelings. And of course, temporary is fading. Listener, hear me. And just in case you didn't hear that, I'm going to repeat it. Don't make temporary decisions. Don't make permanent decisions based on temporary feelings. That is some of the best medicine I I got, actually, uh, in the last year. Tell me where this this one came from. if. You can remember specifically.
1: Oh, I mean, I'm. It can apply to so many things. I'm sure when I created that, it was around. Listen, when you are parenting a young child, and you have hurt feelings and you feel wronged, whether you've been wronged or not, um, you react sometimes in a way that isn't uh, for the best interest of not just yourself, but your child. And I would really force myself to not react right away and take a breath and remind myself that the person that I was communicating with is the person that loves my child as much as I do. Oh,
0: that's beautiful.
1: Yeah. And uh, just wait, wait, especially with things like that. Listen, there are times where rushing or moving quickly is advantageous. But when it comes to matters of um, planning things for your child, um, everybody needs to be heard everybody needs to be listened to and you need to take time to do what's right
0: yeah I think uh that goes for everybody in any situation whether it's the co-parent the child the sibling the parent the oh absolutely. friend
1: friendships oh gosh and in this you know friendships it's I'm sure we've all gone through friend breakups or Friends, friendships going through growing pains. Um, you know, we, we need to listen to our friends and take time with our friends as well.
0: There's a page with a really poignant illustration of a woman's back with a shorter haircut. And you can tell because she has like a necklace around her neck and the facing page, the words read, and this is the part where you find out who you are.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you chop your hair off?
1: You know I did.
0: Of course you did. It's so good. Is it still short or is it long again? Pandemic style.
1: <laughs> I I did cut it short again a few months ago, but it's getting long. My hair grows quick these days. I don't know what I'm eating.
0: Awesome. That's so nice. <laughs> but this yeah, it chops. Painting.
1: I chopped my hair, and uh, yeah, I think when 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 you're feeling really vulnerable, that's the time when you 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 try to do these quick fixes by cutting your hair. <laughs> and honestly, cutting your hair i I think it's it's great. You know have a different look if you feel like it if that
0: helps. Mm. It does. I think also energetically, you do shed energetically and actually cellularly too. You do shed what is quite old, you know that bottom tip of your hair has been there for a couple of years at least.
1: Oh yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: I love the page with the label, hello. I thought I knew I was doing, but actually I don't. And it's one of those like cheesy, sticky labels with the word hello written on it on a red field. Oh, it's really sweet. It just, it's so validating. You even have a page, its it so reminds me of Saramita, where your coffee had been sitting or, you know, you created it to look as though your coffee had been sitting there, the little ring. And then... On the facing pages of Vesica Pisces, so that's one circle layered with another. One circle says fear, the other says faith. You, you write an arrow pointing into the middle where the overlap is, and you wrote, I'm somewhere in here. Yeah. This feels like the turning point of a sort in the book, at least to my understanding. And then the next part, we go into part four, the only way out is through. And that's where you chop your hair and you realize... A lot of really beautiful things about letting go, surrendering. Uh, there's a beautiful page of a memo to self: get out of your own way. And then in parentheses, seriously, move. <laughs> it's just so good. Like, <laughs> i i could I could rip this out and send it to literally anyone that I love, and it would be profound. As a matter of fact, I might actually do that. Um, I just really I can't think of anything other to say except for thank you for putting words to all this.
1: oh, i'm I'm so happy to share it. I mean, that for me was such a joy uh, to find that it connected with people and to create this community yeah. um, of it being okay to not be all right. You know, we live in this world where. Yeah um we're so conscious of our image and how people see us um and it's okay to let people see the underbelly of it all and the humanity i mean i personally find that um through the course of my pain in in this marriage and then as i was writing the book i also lost my mother which was the unbelievable uh uh, feeling of grief and those things as as hard and difficult as they are they give you this perspective to to really feel joy uh not in the same not in reference to you know the death of my mother but uh in the memories of my mother or when something joyful happens the the presence i have to it now compared to not having that perspective of sadness is so profound yeah
0: when did she what year did she die
1: my mother died a year and a half ago
0: oh it's still recent
1: yeah it it, it feels sometimes it feels like yesterday and sometimes it feels longer
0: were you there when she passed
1: yeah i was i was i um I was beside her and, um, I, I, she, she battled cancer. And and so I, she, it was, uh, painful to let go, but she looked peaceful once she transitioned.
0: Right. I just love talking about that. My mom died five years ago and, and it feels like yesterday and also like four lifetimes
1: it's 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 wild actually in fact i just um i'm developing another book with harper collins on grief which is going to great uh, uh be the, the the next follow-up and um yeah it's 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 all it, it all connects loss uh, you can grieve in in through death you can grieve through loss of um a relationship, it can, it can be friendships. I'm sure everybody has outgrown friendships, uh, but still misses that person. Right. Uh, younger selves, all sorts of things.
0: In a surprise page, there's a green, beautiful green tree, on the right side with roots, and connected to the roots is another one of those very sort of elegant, simple strands of string that turns into a little bit of a tangle but an elegant tangle and it says grow through what you go through which kind of speaks exactly to what you're saying here you know there isn't a a day that goes by that something doesn't hurt or sting or you know in some way cause pain and if you don't grow through that you're just gonna get stuck
1: yeah, and it it'll show up; it'll manifest in other ways for sure. Right, right. Uh, you yeah. know, I used to have such tremendous fear to look at things um, for what they were, uh, and I'm I'm not sure what that was about. But but being able to be honest about where you are and what's happening, um, it's important.
0: Is your family Jewish? Just curious.
1: My father's Jewish. My dad. Uh, had uh, eastern european parents my mother was half dominican born in dominican republic catholic and half lebanese so so i'm a mix i'm mixed up in there
0: (laughs) you're special (laughs) oh my god you're you're like switzerland
1: i guess it's kind of like some people call them Dominicans. i'm not sure
0: (laughs) i mean it's the
1: best (laughs) there's a lot in there
0: you have such a beauty I was just thinking to ask that question because I, too, until a certain point was very afraid to look at anything, you know, whether it was emotional or my bank account or anything that pointed to some action that needs to be taken or some reckoning is happening, Uh, just scared the shit out of me. And I I can't help but think that it has to do with trauma in our lineage and our ancestry.
1: Yeah, it's possible. It's definitely possible.
0: There's another page that I wanted to read to you. Me to me it says, dear self, (laughs) I'm not where I want to be, but at least I'm not where I used to be. So good. Yeah. That one makes me cry every time I see it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think um, part of the process of of, uh, continual loss, uh, be it. Personal, or or, uh, or in my uh, personal life, my marriage, or be it with from my mother, you know, I, um, it's a process. You know, things are going to come up. Things will continue to come up. That's the nature of life. You know, we come in and we come out, and and that's the reality. And um, we can choose how we want to cope with the things that
0: show up. So beautiful your daughter's going to have a lot of good wisdom to draw on even though she will be like oh no I don't want to read that book my mother wrote it.
1: Oh she's right now she's 6 so she's extremely proud of the book. Oh, um okay. And she loves to to flip through it and and she she's in the phase where she wants to be an artist. Oh yeah. She she's she thinks she wants to be an artist or a scientist. She's not sure. She woke me up this morning at 6:45 to Ask me about hypotheses, and I'm. I, I thought, let's talk about it. Seven forty-five.
0: Yeah, let's get another hour in <laughs> before we talk of that H word. <laughs> Too many syllables. It's a lot of syllables for six forty-five. I want to know. First of all, how is it in Brooklyn?
1: Brooklyn's fantastic. I'm. I'm. I'm a fan. Listen, it was tough being here uh, in March of last year, uh, we, we struggled. Uh, it's, it's a densely populated place. So we got hit hard and it's also transient. So people were traveling here and the minute things erupted, we were really demonized. Um, lots of friends, you got to get out of New York. You got to, you know, it's terrible there. And, um, I don't believe that's true. And also this is where I live. You know, I'm raising my child here. I have my family here. I have my 96-year-old grandmother here. I have my wow. daughter's father here. It's not as easy as it is for others to just shift. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, man, we had a, a, a year of resilience between um, COVID and uh, our political state and uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, mm-hmm. So many things. Uh, And it was amazing to see people voice their opinions and show up. And hopefully we're on a track of not normalizing, because I think it's great if we change, but we're on a track of something
0: better. Yeah. I feel that very strongly. And I miss that place a great deal, actually, and thunderstorms and all and densely populated and all.
1: Yeah. It's a very
0: special little vortex.
1: You know, it is special. I live, uh, my my neighborhood is very community oriented. I know all of my neighbors. We help each other. There's children to play with right next door. Um, it's, it's easy. It's easy for me. Beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: And so the next book, also with Collins, is there, do you have a date that we can expect it so that you and I can talk again?
1: Yes, I'm meant to deliver it in December. So I would presume it would be fall of 2022. Yeah, 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 that's what I would guess.
0: Yeah, that's usually the timing.
1: Yeah, it's exciting.
0: It's so exciting. Please just know that I am here, whatever that thing comes out. I'm here to help. Oh, I would love that. uh, Promote it and share it. It's just your work is just exquisite, life affirming, pain affirming, death affirming, but mostly just helps us all to feel like we're part of something and we're never alone. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here, Alessandra, and love to your child and your dad and your X and all the people and your neighbors
1: <laughs> and just
0: I just thank you so much for well thank for you yeah.
1: for having me I'm a massive fan I've been uh oh. practicing with you unbeknownst to you for no many way. many years oh no yeah. way yes oh I've my been, god I remember my first uh it was an mp3 that my friend had brought to I Italy know
0: exactly. I know exactly uh, what it
1: was and I'd never heard of you, but this must have been 20 years
0: ago. It was, exactly. It was made in 2000 because I remember making the CD <laughs> at the at the Sony Studios where my friend let me in for like an hour and we made it.
1: Yes. And we, we would get up. And we were celebrating a friend's birthday in Italy and we would get up every morning and we would do our yoga practice with you.
0: That's bonkers. Yeah. It's still up on Spotify, I believe, that thing. It's fantastic. Oh, my God. I so appreciate that. I had no idea. I mean, (laughs) no clue. Thank you so much. That made my year. (laughs) Wow. More soon. Promise. And just wishing you and yours all the best, truly. Thank you. Thank you.